This live stream is sponsored by Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. For the best hay all year long, get Larson Farms. From a single bale to a train load, Larson Farms has all the hay you need. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm Louisa Barton. Thank you to our broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio with me, I have my co-host, top trainer and equestrian, Paulette Stout, and joining us, a couple of inventors. One of them just happens to be an author, and that would be Tick Maynard. And we also have a friend along today, another inventor, Zach Brandt. And we've been talking a little bit with them about the book, and um, the real the, the last few days up to uh, saying the book is done uh, and in reading a little bit about Tick your brother is a teacher yeah my younger brother yeah he teaches kids he does yeah and there's a lot of similar similarities that we find I read that yeah in how he relates and teaches kids and how I relate and teach horses probably one of the biggest ones is realizing that it's not always the smart kids that do well in school it's the ones <laughs> mm -hmm. that are most motivated mm -hmm. that's so true and it's often the same I think with horses it's not always the horses that are the most athletic or the smartest it's the ones that are the most motivated and really motivating kids and motivating horses is I like I feel like sometimes the, the smartest ones are sometimes the, the most difficult yeah. ones yeah 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 so you got to figure out you know and you're talking about the love languages figure out the, the motivation for that particular horse or that particular student so let's say you're working with a horse that's rather stubborn yeah how, how do you start to motivate that horse to not be stubborn I think uh, the you know you've got whenever you're asking a horse to do something you've got two if it doesn't go well you've got two things you've got to look at is it a communication problem or is it a motivation problem and probably all of animal training could come down to one of those two things is the horse not understanding what I want or do they understand and they not want to do it so that's the first aspect is figuring out where the problem arises from and then uh, in terms of motivation you know there's a few different things that motivate horses uh, probably the biggest one is is uh, whether they feel safe or whether they feel fear. And usually we don't use that with horses because that, you know, you don't, it's harder for them to learn nuances of stuff if they go into a fear mode. But, you know, if you deal with a lot of difficult horses, sometimes you've got to say, don't run over me. Like, you know, yeah. you're, you'll use that if you have to. Yeah. The biggest thing we use for training horses is probably the contrast between comfort and discomfort. So you put your leg on, it's uncomfortable. They go forward, you relax your leg, it's more comfortable. The bit, if you pull on it, it's uncomfortable. Then when they slow down, you relax a bit, it's more comfortable. So that, that contrast, uh, play is a big motivator for horses. And I think it, it can also be the most dangerous, you know, like a horse can play that's big and strong and fast and they can kick and bite. But a, a minor version of that is just curiosity. Like if you've ever got a horse that's going through a 
water crossing for the first time, if you just take your time and let their own curiosity like have its time, then it almost always will take them through the water. And then the last one. And they almost always paw. They'll get used yeah. to it. And, they and that's part of play. Paw. Like they'll yeah, play they with like it, it. They'll paw at mm -hmm. it. They'll sniff at it. They'll yeah. put their nose on it. Yeah. And then the, probably the last big motivator is food. So you know, trying to figure out where that balance is for your horse. That works for all of us. Them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Zach, tell us about putting your dream on a horse. So let's say you've got a horse. Um, you know it's good. Uh, but you think it kind of belongs at a certain level, but you want to be at a sure. different level. How can that be detrimental to a horse if you try to put your dream on it instead of really where it should be starting? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that, you know, obviously every horse is different and, and we all have our dreams and and um, and we all obviously want to achieve those dreams and, as best we can. and and. You know, I think it it's it is very important. It's always important to put. We always want to put the horse first, or at least that's that's how it should be. Is to put the horse first and recognize if if the horse is overfaced either physically or emotionally or both. Because you could have a horse that, as a young horse, seems like this is the most talented horse I've ever had in my barn. This is spectacular. This could go win the Olympic Games, and then you know, as it progresses, it just is. It just mentally doesn't want to do it whether it's too careful and is not going to be good enough on cross country or it just can't handle that much pressure or the intensity or all of that um and being honest with yourself and being honest um with recognizing what's best for each horse individually whether it's better that they have a, a different job or would you say like in training like that when, when you're trying to we all have aspirations and dreams for certain horses to do that that when you train you kind of allow them to show you who they are yeah absolutely yeah mm -hmm. yeah and what they can do yep and mm -hmm. I think I think that's a large part of training in general. Because mm -hmm. um, so I think we sometimes, and I like I think on some level we're all guilty of it because we all are emotionally invested in yeah. our own horses yeah. and yeah, and seen, in our own dreams. Yes, and, and comparing that back to children. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I mean, it's how so many parents do you see who do that? All the time. They want you to be a doctor, but you really don't want to be <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they always wanted to you be. You were a horse trainer, <laughs> not a doctor. <laughs> right. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. salaries aren't the same. Yeah, that's no, for sure. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Luck, luckily, luckily yeah. my parents weren't hoping I'd be a surgeon, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah. So that's um, good. But yeah, I think that's a crucial part in horse training, and, yeah. and I think that that's something that we all try to be mindful of because I think that a, a large part of training horses and bringing them along and producing them is not just training them physically. Or, but being mindful of them emotionally and mm -hmm. also keeping them happy while in the process of, I can actually, of training. I can take that even back to racing. When we were at the Preakness just a couple of weeks ago, one of the very well-known trainers there actually said to me, you know, a horse, I think he came maybe fourth or fifth in the race, and he said, he actually said to my friend Lee and I, you know, it's the owners a lot of times call the shot. I actually could have put him in a in a grade two, yes. and he would have he would have clearly easily yes. won and mm -hmm. known it because they know when they yes. come first. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can see them smiling for the camera. They're like, I won. Yeah. You know, they know they crossed the line first. They're not stupid. And and he said I would have actually put this horse in in a grade two or even a three and let him win by you know yeah. eight nine ten lengths and let him know he won. But when an owner says no, uh, this is the race we want to be. 
in and we can be sometimes they have to do that but the horse may not be quite there one day you know he might be there but it's a progression but then, but sometimes. then again you can overface them again yes. and ruin yes. that race and then you end up yeah. and then you end up yeah. further it, back because right, they get comfortable running and then yeah. they're like okay well I'm, I'm this is my herd and I can be in the back of this herd and I'm fine with that well, I but think you that, don't want them to yeah, be fine with that there's you want definitely them to like win. a balancing act there's like what you want there's what the horse needs there's what the owner wants sometimes there's what you can afford sometimes <laughs> there's what shows are happening exactly. at that time of year in exactly. that area so you're like having exactly. to look at all these things and sometimes and the problem out. yeah sometimes the problem is an owner can afford to be in that yeah. spot but the horse might not be quite exactly ready yeah. for that yeah. and totally you can yeah. blow their mind mess them up you can even get them comfortable with being somewhere that you really don't want them to be comfortable you know yeah yeah either one of you can jump in here and answer this how do you get a horse keyed up enough to go out there and 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 do incredible over the cross-country course but then also get them right back down to do exactly what you want in the dressage and look beautiful doing it that to me I when I think of eventing so I think of like hunter jumpers so your jumper's going to get out there and then he's going to try to win and he's going to try and go fast and your hunter's going to uh, you know sorry make me fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> sorry but you know he's going to try and look pretty doing it right yeah. and so then you've got eventing and you've got to have a horse that you can put in the ring yeah. in, a, in a very controlled environment over the jumps, um, race fast over the cross country, wide open, and be really keyed up, ready to go out of that starting box and, and, and just do incredibly well. And then be like graceful and tidy and quiet. And, and to me, I think that eventing is the hardest horse sport of all, because to have a horse that can do that entire triathlon and, and do well at it, so well, and especially when they're when they're fit at like peak fitness too. Yes. When they're going to the these three to the three day event that you've spent your spring or your fall or your entire year preparing for, they're at their peak fitness they and are. you're riding, you know what could be at times something that's ready to blow up at any moment, right? <laughs> that's but, my thoughts. Um, you know, but How do you it is, stop them blowing up? <laughs> it's, a, it's a balancing act, and I, nobody would be better to explain that than Tick. Well, I think there's definitely a lot of tricks uh, you can do once you get to that point, but I think the biggest thing, like with any of us that train horses, is um, the repetition, right, from the time you've got a very young horse. And uh, if you think about getting a horse that's in a high-energy mode, like for cross-country, or a horse that's going to do flying changes, or PF, or Passage, or a racehorse, you've got a horse that's high energy and then if you think about a horse that you want low energy like they can do a uh, walk on a loose rein or you've got a police horse that's got to just be quiet and ignore crowds um, you've got a trail horse so you've got these two extremes and uh, getting one extreme or the other isn't that difficult usually with most horses what you want to practice right from the beginning is alternating like can I get my horse a little higher energy and then can I just melt in the saddle take a deep breath and have them walk on a loose rein and so before you start really going from one big extreme to the other right from the time the horse is three years old or whenever you're first riding them you're practicing getting a little more energetic and then a little more relaxed and then a little more energetic and then a little more relaxed so you're consciously practicing that transition I had to learn that when I was a kid yeah. School. Elementary, <laughs> elementary school is terrible. <laughs> well, it's those basics that you constantly solidify. And, and like you said, yeah. you, when you go to compete, you're not going to have a horse that's 100% to go to that competition. It's going to be 70 or 60 or 80, just to get those experience. Just even like a racehorse, you've got to put them in a main race. Well, They've got to have experience. How do you get experience without experience? And also yeah. understanding and accepting the fact that sometimes your events are also going to be 
opportunities to train the horse absolutely. and not necessarily yeah. times yeah. to compete the horse, yeah. Yeah. which is yeah. which is difficult because yeah. obviously yeah. we go we do this because we are competitive and by nature but at the same time understanding when it's best to to just train use this competi competition as an education or you know whether it's running them slow cross country or you know there's if, nothing that you can make similar yeah, than a competition absolutely competition and training at home is two totally different so things. then when you yeah. go to your big event then you can be competitive yes. but it's because you've yeah. spent the time mm -hmm. leading up to that yeah. training your horse so yeah. then you can yeah. go for it yeah. yeah you know like what Zach said is probably the about one of the biggest things that you can think of it's not what you do on the day it's what you did to prepare it you know like you can look at some of the best riders in the world and they don't do that much different on the day than the riders that are coming 10th or 20th it's what they did leading up to yeah that's right tick tell us about the book special well um, we, got a, we got a little special going just, on uh, in the Paula's middle holding up the book. thank you yes uh we've just come <laughs> thank to you, a, a, a really nice uh, my hands agreement don't look as good <laughs> between uh horseandriderbooks.com and the retired racehorse project and for those of you that don't know the retired racehorse project was uh, Stuart Pittman's uh, love him yeah Thank amazing God. guy he, yes. he was the founder of that organization and their mission statement is to increase the demand for thoroughbreds that have raced and they have two main things that they do one is the thoroughbred makeover which happens every October at the Kentucky Horse Park and the other thing that they do is they have a magazine that they put out four times a year and I, I don't think it costs much to join, maybe $50, and uh, you get to stay up to date on everything that's happening. And we're, for the next three days until Monday night, uh, we're gonna be selling this book and you get 20% off. Uh, and as well as that, 20% is donated to the Retired Racehorse Project. And nice. also, if anybody's interested in uh, any other horse books, you get 20% off any other books that you like from horseandriderbooks.com. So check it out. Nice. And so that code, one more time, is R -R -P on the screen. RRP2019. So Perfect. enter the code RRP2019. So uh, Can I share one of the things that I really like in this? You I, may, I but you have to hold that thought because we got to close this segment. So hold that thought. <laughs> Thank you to Palm Chevrolet and uh, Larson Farms, uh, broadcast sponsor, for having these chaps here in the studio with us to chat about eventing and really just horse horses in general and, uh, and training them and wonderful, interesting facts. Got lots more questions for you. Uh, and I know Paulette does too. So we'll have more on the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton. Attention, North Central Florida. Palm Chevrolet, the area's number one volume Chevy dealer, is pre-qualifying customers for new cars without using a social security number. That's right. We don't need your social to get you qualified for a new car. Simply log on to palmchevrolet.com, enter your name and address, and instantly get your credit score, interest rate, even your payment on any new Chevy in stock. This will not affect your credit score. Log on to palmchevrolet.com and get pre-qualified now. Or visit Palm Chevrolet, Southwest College Road in Ocala. Find new roads. Whether in the arena or on the trails, Ovation helmets are designed to keep you cool and comfortable. Choose from styles like the Sync, the Deluxe, the Protégé, the Eclipse, the Quantum, and more. Styles with removable liners and reinforced ventilation panels for hot Florida summers. For the lightest and most comfortable helmets on the market today, check out Ovation Helmets at EnglishRidingSupply.com or get fitted for your perfect new helmet at Tack Shack of Ocala. 
It's hot out there, so come on in and chill out at Tax Shack of Ocala. For every $50 you spend, receive $10 in Tax Shack store bucks. So beat the heat with one-stop shopping, horsey or not, and earn $10 for every $50 you spend from now until August 25th. So come on in, cool off, and shop at your favorite and newly remodeled dog-friendly tax store. Tax Shack of Ocala, where the champions shop. Tax Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store. Earth Song Ranch is not just for horses. We're here for your kitty kids and puppy pals too, and for their humans. We carry a line of dehydrated whole foods for dogs and cats and our own line of probiotics and digestive enzymes for them as well. We carry longevity minerals and supplements for humans. We walk our talk and we're all about a more natural approach to health for animals and humans. Visit us at earthsongranch.com or on Facebook. Come and like us. This is Brian Cox with New Millennium Realty, your local real estate professional selling residential homes and horse farms throughout Marion County and Central Florida. Are you in the market for an immaculate mini farm? We have an 11.6 acre farm with 12 stalls, covered round pin, beautiful paddocks, and completely updated home. Contact Louisa Barton for info or to set up a private showing. Let our team help you find the next farm for you and your horses. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. Seminole Feed is a family-owned company always striving to exceed your expectations with our dedication to customer service since 1934. Seminole is one of the few companies today manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring of our production process to keep our nutrition safe for your horse. Using only quality ingredients and superior formulas made in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill right here in Ocala. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best equine... We're a unique, tough breed. We work long, hard hours making sure your horses are healthy and properly shod. Because, well, we farriers know horses perform better when they're properly shod and healthy. You want quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. And you won't settle for anything less. TT Distributors is dedicated to quality horse products, supplements, and farrier supplies at affordable prices. Racehorse or a pasture pony. TT Distributors has what you need. 7715 West Highway 40, Ocala.